Caxton Street, home of Suncorp Stadium, Lefties, Gambaros and the Caxton Hotel on 104.5 Triple M and the Listener app. This is Triple M Breakfast with Mardo, Margo and Dan. Triple M Breakfast. Welcome to the podcast. It's the post garage session session we had this morning. I think we did quite well to push through after enduring... The Living End, Pete Murray so and Diesel. Good. I say enduring, they're amazing, but geez, it was a. Uh, did you hear a bunch of liars? What time did you leave? You rowdy left, night. I was the last one to leave. Oh, oh, I was there till midnight, mate. I closed the joint up. <laughs> yeah, I was sweeping and bloody mopping the place. Uh oh. Uh oh. What? I should a text message. Kieran in Mount Warren Park got in touch. Do you think the Beatles are overrated despite the fact they've sold 17 billion albums? Um, mm, play me a song. Go on. All the right. Beatles are the best. Octopus's Garden. The Beatles are the best because of their influence on other musicians and bands, not just their songs. I've heard a lot of people cover the Beatles songs whenever the other way around. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson did Come Together. Bruce Springsteen did Twist and Shout. Mm-hmm. A lot of other stuff went on. Yeah. Um, they were huge. They're older than me. Like, I say of... hello. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm, hello, I'm not saying hello. that they're bad. I'm just saying I think they're a little bit overrated. That's There'd be all. people they're in nursing my... homes going, shove it up your ass, exactly, Taylor Swift, your shit. Yeah. You know, the Beatles like were famous for like a hot minute and then they retired and then their the no, same no, no, music no, no, no. has oh, just yeah. been wait, replayed wait, 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 and replayed oh, and replayed. How many were at Suncorp? 40. 40,000, and he's an 81-year-old man. Mm. No that. one said it was good. Yeah. Oh. Except Robin Bailey. Oh, did she? Did she? Did she? she was say? second row. She said, what I got to do? see a beetle in my lifetime. There you go. Wow. She says, all right, here. Here's a review from actual Paul McCartney. Yes. What an amazing night it was yeah. with Paul McCartney. Yeah. Upgraded to second row middle, and it's the most yeah. extraordinary concert experience I think I've ever had. He sang wow. to us. We looked into his eyes as we were so close and we loved every minute. At 81, <laughs> Sir Paul rocked it with old, new and everything in between. I keep pinching myself thinking I've just seen a Beatle and paid homage to them all. Thank you, Sir Paul. Right, you were great. That's more like it. That's Not true. Bad. I mean, you sell 300 million albums. It's hard to overrate you, isn't it? Like, Hang on. you know, if you were to say, Marto, that's the best band of all time, that would just be rating them. Mm-hmm. I do know. Yeah, that's it's not hard to say anything that overrates them if you do three hundred million. The harmonica is the best part of that. Pete Murray on the harmonica, <laughs> yeah, from the garage. Yeah, it sounds I grew up with. What a turn this is! Mm. It's just the Beatles. Yeah. They had so many albums. They were so prolific. Okay, well, and you know why they were so songs. good, Margo? You've heard of the 10,000-hour rule. They were one of the early ones because they, when they were young, they lived in Liverpool. They had no dough. They'd go to Munich every weekend, and Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they'd play hour after hour. They honed their craft greater than any band on earth because they practised and practised and practised on stage. Okay, maybe they had some good songs. Pop, pop it a little bit. That's enough. They were pretty good. The thing about Paul McCartney is when you think he's, you're like, okay, Paul, we get it, like 30 songs deep, then he just rolls out another banger. You're like, Jesus Christ.
Christ. It's almost like showing off. They had 40 number one songs, didn't they? But then when they split Stop up in 67. Really? Yeah, 40. It's a joke. I don't it's a joke. bored. They split up in 67 and just recorded because the girls, the fans, drove them insane. If you want to see any footage of the last time they were in it, you know, when they were Beatles in Australia in 64, it it was it was insane. Better than anything you've ever seen. I like that one, Margaret. No, I don't like this Here one. Boring. This is, they started smoking drugs around here, I think. They, when they slowed down a bit, they were smoking a This bit too one much. is druggy. Have, just have a listen to the words. I like yeah. this one. It's great, this one. But they are. Does this come together? This is John Lennon. Well, Lennon McCartney. But John's off his head. What's he talking about? I think coming. Mm-hmm. As in orgasm. Good explanation as anything. Juju Abel. Where were we with the... Um, hey, no, no, okay. So maybe, maybe my statement was... Yeah, it's They're okay. It's hard to overrate. They're up there. Over-rated. They're in the top few. It's LSD. Okay. <laughs> not another one of my favourites. It's not another one of my favourites. It's druggy again. Yeah. Pretty druggy. Right anyway. Up. We go now? Uh... Yeah, see ya. Margo, and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane ass. My wife told me when I got home, mm. she watches a bit of SAS Australia, that... SAS Australia, the show... Was it the yeah. finale last night? Yeah, yeah. The, oh. the last four contestants were uh, on. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the diver, Matt Mitchum, got through, and yeah. Tim Robards, the bachelor. Bachelor against and diver. And who did they get rid of? They got rid of the Thai cave diver and the uh, AFL player? No, uh, Abby Holmes is her name. Yeah, she's a seven AFL. Com- she's a commentator, commentator. now. But Ant was Milton, this filmed in the Gaza Strip, the final? I don't think so. No, I don't think there's okay. much filming going. No. Just wondering. Currently, yeah. Um, it's a rough old show because Ant Middleton, the angry ant, the army guy. Yeah. He can just if you make it through the whole course at the end, he can just go nah. You don't pass. No, you what? Don't become one of it's us. Just his what decision. You, what do you win in that SS? Like a tank? I Pride, and you get paid to be on it. Oh, you get paid oh, to be on it. But don't they get a spot? Pride. Like they say, oh, do they deserve a spot in our team as one of us? Something like that. What, it's not the like commando. They, they don't become an SAS. Commando. No, it's not real. No. It's TV. Could you want? Do you want some cringe television? I got home. My wife said, "You got to watch this." They made them do hostage videos last night to the camera. Now, what do you mean by hostage mean? video? Like they were potentially be your last video message that your loved ones and your family ever see. Look into the camera. Give a message to whoever you want. Make it count. It is getting very Hamas-like now. It's now, a little bit out of touch. Yeah. See how long you guys can last on each one. Just put your hand up when you want to turn the TV off when it gets too cringeworthy for you. Here's Tim Robards, Bachelor, Neighbours actor, doing a hostage video. To my beautiful wife, Anna, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. And you've been the best thing that's happened to me, along with my daughter, Elle. I love you so, so, so much, and this thing I've just done has just proved to me how much, how much love a father can have for his daughter. I'm surprised you lasted that long. Like, there's actually people being beheaded Hmm. in... A bit tone deaf to Israel. (laughs) A little bit tone deaf. The diver. To my family, (laughs) I love you all so much. (laughs) Crying? Pretending to. Oh, turn it off, please. Craig McLaughlin. Just want you to know that I've 
I've done my best. Abby, Abby Holmes, you're a seven AFL commentator. You know this is a TV show. It's you're pretend. used to talking to cameras. Come on in and do a pretend hostage. I love you. I love you guys so much. You know who you are. That channel should be ashamed of themselves. The TV off. That's coming in. Ridiculous. Harley Breen. His humour ain't clean With his handlebar moustache He looks mean It's Harley Breen Hopefully he's on the right no. stick nah. You're on the I'm other not. black stick uh, it's, it's been boom. a few weeks Does that one work? <laughs> well, yeah, well, I don't have headphones That's right Hey, God You know, it's so good to be a part of a multi-million dollar media go company Go away for two weeks <laughs> And this is what happens, Harley. We've got to blow the cobwebs out. Welcome yeah. back. Mate, I tried to get into the car park. Pass wasn't working. Oh, Microphone's oh, not on. Oh, oh, oh. Like oh, oh, oh. Your uh, contract's been terminated when the swiper doesn't work on the door. That's right. Thank I you have, for your service. I we have, have been missed away. you. You've been away. Where I've have you been? I've been on the road. It's been very difficult. And if you want to know why I've been on the road, well, I've got a one-month-old baby. And all say. of a sudden, I'm a touring comedian again. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Paul McCartney on last night. I had a gig uh, just across the road from our station. In fact, if anyone wants to come and see me tonight, yeah. I'm doing a work in progress show tonight at Good Chat Comedy uh, on Caxton Street. So on the corner of Petrie Terrace and Caxton. That's right. Yeah, opposite the LA Hotel. Yeah. And if you want to look progress? into what I, Yeah, thank you for asking that. Whip. Work in progress Our means show. I <laughs> haven't put any notes down on paper <laughs> and um, I'm going to do my best to hit an hour of just rambling nonsense. Do, do, do you get What's crowd this? interaction? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, more and more these days. Heckling or yeah, do they heckle? ask you? you there are... was a bit of heckling last night and I said to the person who was heckling, I'm um, just trying to work up a bit for TV at the moment. It would have been really helpful if you'd stayed home and watched it <laughs> with more expletives <laughs> in good. there. Than that. Yeah, so therefore you were on Caxton Street last night while all the Paul McCartney uh, fans were wandering down to watch the show. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I think one of the boomers got lost and came in there and, mm. and thought it was TV <laughs> and they were just asking or, questions. The nappy's already on, ready for you a big what? two and a half hour concert. It was great. Having Paul McCartney on last night, I mean, the traffic was absolutely abominable. Oh, yeah. It was just like 2,000 boomers all trying to figure out where the indicator was on their Volvo. <laughs> but this morning, my God, it was good on the roads. They're all having a they're sleep. All asleep. Yeah. yeah. They're tired as Because normally they're up at 4 a.m. Yeah. Have you ever had anyone um, get up in the middle of your show and walk out? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mostly my mother. How do you handle mother. that? I'll just see you later. I got your money. Oh. <laughs> Harley, I love asking comedians this. What's your worst ever show? My worst ever show was to five people, two of which were oh. my ex-mother and father-in-law as my ex-wife was pregnant with their first grandchild. And the other one was a manager and his two children. <laughs> and I did a full hour. Um, oh and it didn't God. go well. I didn't even come here to talk about this, but this no. is a lot of fun. <laughs> to five hey, people. Yeah. If somebody did get up to go to the toilet during it, we, we, do you, are you one of those guys that goes, where are you going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if there's movement, I'm right, I'm going to say something. I right? made the mistake of doing that at a Rodney Rude show. Got up to go. Oh, to... well, you don't do that. No, no don't do that. No, you just shit yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what you do. But I, I've been on the road um, doing, I've been doing gigs all over the place, and, and that's why I haven't made it in here. I've been to the Western Downs, I've been to the Darling Downs, I've been to the Southern Downs. She's all dry the, out all there, isn't the... it? Oh, boy. Well, oh, yeah. I went to the Western Downs um, to support the Drought Angels. 
who are an organisation that support farmers going through mm. hard times. Yeah, and they've been through a lot of hard times out in the Western Downs. They went through about seven years of drought, then immediately had um, quite a catastrophic flood and then straight back into a drought and now they're on fire. So, uh, so now they've got no feed, so they need those drought angels more than ever. Correct. And, um, and they're there to support what can be a very difficult time in the mental health of uh, farmers. Yeah. My brother's a farmer. And I had a lot of fun. I went to Bell. I went to the, uh, the Memorial Hall in Bell. I went to Chinchilla. Uh, and I went to Delaca, big pink pub out in Delaca, if you want to go and check Sheesh. out. That's the only thing to see in Delaca. Yeah, it's a I pink bet. pub, and that's about it. But I was uh, I had to stop over in Dolby, and um, that's a place no one needs to go. But I um, <laughs> but they've got a Macca's there now, and at KFC they do. That's a proper yeah, town. Yeah, that's yeah. a proper Just town. Just what Dolby needs, that. I reckon. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. KFC I, to by, by the looks of the people in Dolby, they definitely need more fast food. <laughs> I was sitting there with uh, the act that I was on the tour with, Bron Lewis. Look her up. Excellent. She's on. Have you been paying attention all the time? We're having a good time. We're having a drink after work. And this bloke walks up to us sideways, right? He's literally walking like a crab. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, this is going to be good. And he just walks over. And he was, it was like he was drawn over by a tractor beam or something and just started talking at us. And then after telling us a lot of things that neither of us needed to know, he went, my God, you two are attractive. Ooh, and I went, oh, okay. He goes, you really stand out. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, you know, I'm not the worst-looking bloke. And Bron's quite an attractive woman. But I looked up. And I looked at the busted heads in that Dolby pub and I went, I don't know if that's a compliment that we're standing out amongst this very, na- very narrow gene pool. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Harley Brain. Anyway, good love to the Western Downs. Yeah, yeah. Have, have, they'll have you back anytime. Yeah. I'm sure all the Dolby people. Get the Toyota forklift advantage. Visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Marto's Thought on Sport. That place so often, I deserve a Toyota forklift one day. <laughs> anyway. Is that what your thought on sport is? No, my thought on sport is there are some sports are more dangerous than other. I know that's an obvious thing. See that guy last week died playing ice hockey when the blades slit his throat. Yeah. You get rugby league, you get AFL, you get rugby union. They're dangerous body collision sports. Does golf look like it's that dangerous a sport? It doesn't look dangerous, does it, the old golf? If you're Tiger Woods, what? it can end up with no, you getting chased around by your ex-wife. Or driving a car off the road. But yeah, listen, no, I'm too. talking on yeah. cause. Kangaroos? Okay. Has anyone ever been attacked by a kangaroo? Yeah. On a golf course? Ooh, all the time. You see them fending them off with their golf clubs. Yeah, but there's any known injuries? Drunken oh. stupidity driving the buggies over the Thank mounds. You. Ding, 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 ding. USA stat, 15,000 golf cart-related injuries per year. Of course. 15,000. That's what? 15,000 divided by 300. That's about 500 injuries a day. Or is it 50? Whatever. Uh, 11.3% of all accidents result in serious injury. 50% of all, all those. Anyway, so. It's an American stat, right? I bring American only here. Yeah, that, I'd say that's Florida only. <laughs> have you ever, have you, do you guys play golf? Have you ever rolled a golf buggy? I've been involved in approximately four, I think, and I don't play much golf. Mm. Running into each other because of alcohol. Yeah, I've, I've been hill, on a rolled buggy. He'll work mm. into bunkers. I've, yeah. I've thrown one into, over the edge of a bunker. It's too late and down like a washout. After about four beers, they become dodging cars. Yeah, before I met Corey, I used to do a bit of promo work. I was a promo girl for uh-huh. uh, some alcohol companies. Yes, and you'd be we out used on the eight hole and stuff. Do a lot of golf mm. days and a lot of drunk men giving offering to give us lifts because we used to have to 
walk between the holes, yeah. and so they'd give us lifts. I and bet they did. Often yeah. they'd had too many drinks and sit on me lap. There's no space. <laughs> yeah, there's legal cases there. If you if you want some cash one day, Margot. Oh no, I'm get some I names. Was consenting and definitely oh. okay with it. Oh. Well, here's Good another victim, and this is <laughs> the I was point. Having a great time. <laughs> here's the point of what I'm talking about here. Yeah. Remember last week, Glenn Maxwell, Ooh, big show. the big show, when he scored the fastest ton in the history of uh, World One Day Internationals. World Cup. He's been ruled out for oh. the next 10 days no. or so of the World Cup after falling from a golf buggy oh. while they had a day off. He's got concussion. Oh, dear. He's... The star all-rounder has been forced into Cricket Australia's concussion protocol. If you can cast yourself playing one sport, it shouldn't count of carryover to another sport. The next. No. Thank you. Uh, the guys were ferried off on carts, <laughs> so they'd finished their round. Glenn and a few other players jumped on the back of carts and unfortunately he lost his grip on the way back to the team bus and sustained the head injury. <laughs> now, there's something wrong with Glenn Maxwell. Do you remember last November? And no. it's Glenn Maxwell in November. Last November, he went to that mate's 50th, remember? And they were playing Tiggy or chasing each other. Mm. Who chases each other at a 50th? They're anyway, lying, Marto. They weren't, ch- they weren't playing Tiggy. No, well, that's that's just a photo of him on a golf buggy. No, 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 that's he's not got the a tallie in his hand. <laughs> He's driving around with a tallie. And then he's got another tallie in the, the, the hole, yeah. like the they, cup holder. Do you, do you want to present that to the police to wrap up their investigation? I have some evidence, sir. I'd hate to be the lawyer <sighs> yeah. that's right. defending him. Oh, I just got to tell you. So he's... <laughs> He's been reeled out. We won't be playing against England all because of bloody golf cart. You want a solution? Glenn Maxwell in November walk, must wear full, no, full cricket pads at all times. He has to have a box, a helmet. He has to have the leg pads. I'll wear the gear the whole way. All November he has to sleep in it. Bloody golf. Yeah. Josh Inglis, our wicket keeper. Remember him? He uh, missed last year's T20 after he broke his hand. He had a shot playing golf. And don't play golf on your day off. It's more dangerous than a look. Hit a tree, broke his hand. Gone. Again, that's a lie. No one's hitting a tree break in the hand. They weren't playing Tiggy either. They yeah. just don't want to tell you what they were oh, really what doing. Oh, they're really doing. Yeah, wrestling. <laughs> yes, they were. They pissed wrestling. <laughs> Triple M breakfast. He's about six or six tall. He wears dark sunnies and the hat. Well, they used to. I don't know how he's going now. I'll ask him. He's here. Ostentatious. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you going, mate? 40 years since that came out. It's hard to believe that I'm still 41. I can't really understand. <laughs> Your voice has not changed. Crikey. What's it that? hasn't. No, no. Well, I put it through the McCartney thing the other day. So I'm sure you've gone on to do many incredible things in your illustrious career over the last 40 years, but this is one that we know you for the most, obviously, Australiana. How did that change your life in that moment, or is it only grown over time? Well, I was just like you guys, just you know, just people, and then suddenly overnight I became a superstar. <laughs> uh, and I was hanging out with uh, Molly Meldrum and uh, you know great luminaries like Daryl Summers, and my, my life really changed. It's incredible! I could just like I could just ring up Ernie Sigley, and he'd just come around, and we'd play chess. And my life was really—I mean, it's just out of out of this world, out of this world. Really. What a rock star! <laughs> How old were you when that hit big, Austin? I was 29, mate. I was in the shower and somebody said, yeah, oh, you've gone to number one. And uh, basically I almost drowned. So it was, a, it was the biggest shock to me as it is to you guys. So what are you going to do? You're touring this weekend up here in uh, Brizzy and nearby. Uh, do you do yeah. Australiana or do you do all your other gear? 
I do Australiana backwards, which is, uh, you know, quite confronting to a lot of people. There, because, uh, a lot of people voted no, you know what I mean? So uh, it's, uh, it's not the sharpest crew, but we do our best, mate. We're travelling around. We've got to, you got to keep it going, mate. You've got to keep the ball rolling. I'll be 41 Friday, and, uh, you know, it's been a big life got to say, it's been a big lie. I've never had a chance to talk to you. Billy Birmingham's a mate of mine, worked with him for a few years. He made a claim 20 years ago that he helped write Australiana. True or false? No, no, he did did write Australiana. Oh, did he? The way it happened was, well, we met in 1979 and uh, we clicked immediately and we worked together for uh, about two or three years and he already had stuff like how far can a dingo and how much can a koala bear yeah. exactly what does a didgeridoo yeah. and uh, uh, over a couple of splits I think he just uh, mm. turned it into a routine and um, there you go very smart fellow good friend of mine still and uh, we hang out a bit uh, up at the palliative care facility and, uh, <laughs> it's, it's we, early uh, for 41 oh Boston, yeah mate. Well, you know, you know they lead a, a hard life when you lead a hard <laughs> life mate that's how it ends up like that in the kidney in the kidneys uh, basically the kidney area that's the problem right. but, uh, they give up matter, mate, uh, you're, you, you'll learn all of that mate life is <laughs> life is for suckers but there you go so Friday night, Club Chermside, Saturday, oh, nice. Boona Golf Club, Ostentatious on yeah. tour. How long's the show going for, Austin, that people can come and uh, check well, out? Well, it, it's about a 22-hour show altogether. <laughs> okay. And, Excellent. Uh, I'd session. advise uh, the older people to uh, bring the chairs and uh, bring the oxygen because we've had a lot of fatalities. <laughs> Adult <show>. nappies? <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of that stuff, yeah, because uh, people go into paroxysms, you know. Uh, it's, a, it's a funny show, I've got to say. It's up there with <laughs> oh, Rodney Rudd. Rodney Rudd. Rodney. And, uh, you know, it's a, oh. it's a funny gig. Apart from the tour, what's the ostentatious documentary our producers just told? There's one coming out or there's Skin in the Game? Skin in the Game. No, no, it's called, a, is it? Well, it's, it's, it's actually been out for a little while. It's yeah. on Foxtel and Binge and it's Bloody called hell. Ostentatious Skin in the Game. And it is basically a retrospective um, of uh, insults and uh, upsetting people along the Ooh, way oh, now, lovely. you know, 20 for 25,000 shows. So uh, there aren't many places I can go back to. Well, Club Termside and Boona Golf Club <laughs> Boona are happy Golf to welcome Club. you this weekend, Ostentatious. Thank you so much for your time, sir. Go well. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks very much for having me. It's a, it's a rarity. Thank you. How good's Hollywood? I mean, I haven't seen a court case like the Johnny Depp Amber Heard court case. God, yeah. How incredible was Who that? Who won that in the end? Oh, I don't no, think the either lawyers. of them won. Oh, I, think, yeah. I think Johnny Depp ended up winning. I think she ended up having to pay him. Yeah. And then I'll tell she... you who lost their dry cleaner after oh. what happened to the sheets. Oh, yes, and pistol and boo. Well, I think McDoohan was the real victim in all of this. That house that they borrowed of his oh. got caught up in, oh. in the brawl. Uh, so what's but there's a new, now? There's a new court case uh, amongst... Uh, <laughs> the Hollywood celebrities uh, in New York. Robert De Niro is being sued by his once assistant. From 2008 to 2019, Miss Robinson uh, was his personal assistant, but she alleges De Niro subjected her to years of gender discrimination and harassment, treating her as his office wife, in inverted commas. Well, she's suing she him. his assistant? She's suing him for $12 million, <laughs> and he's now counter-suing her for $6 million, uh, because he's accusing her of, among other things, stealing his air miles and spending thousands of dollars on Ubers. Well, uh, air miles as in point, flying points. Flying points. Mm. <laughs> $6 million? Yeah. Uh, she's Hold said, on. So she's worked him for 11 years, and she's suing him for $12 mil. Yeah. Um, she said that he raised his voice at her and oh, no. um, and and claimed that she he had asked her to scratch his back 
So he had done it. He's a Hollywood actor. If he's asked you to scratch his nuts, he said, oh, you, you look, start scratching. His quote was, I did it. I asked her to do it one time or something like that. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. It's every little thing she's trying to get me on. Hey. Uh, the lawyer, her lawyer, uh, said to him, uh, when she suggested you use a back scratcher, you said, no, I like it when you do it, he said. <laughs> that, that does have smatterings which, of office wife. To, about to which yeah. De Niro There's replied. A line there. It was never any disre- disrespect or lewdness or any kind of weirdness that you're in trying to imply. Shame on you, Miss Robinson. He just, isn't he 80 and just had a child? Just yeah. scratch my back. That's some free money. Just go scratch Marto's back. <laughs> yeah, $12 yes. million. Easy million bucks for you, are you? Well, don't get your fingernails caught in the hairs. <laughs> <laughs> Might lose a fingernail. Yes. Oh. Triple M Breakfast. I've got a little bit of news I need to run you guys through. I don't oh, tell it's me. not the draft song, is it? Another verse. Do-day, do-day. No. Uh, the draft right, is on keep, the way. I'm going to keep this positive. The trade period's finished, though. Yeah. It's, it's about Will Ashcroft. Did you see the video the Lions released? This is good news, Margot. Um, him jogging yesterday. Talk it's, dirty to me. Keep yeah. going. It was incredible. He's, He's three months after, you know, Will Ashcroft, the new sensation of the Lions this year. He did his had ACL. Had an ACL. Oh, okay. But only had the operation three months ago. Now, I had an ACL. It, takes, it used to take you a year to get back. He's not a, for Will Ashcroft. I know, it's amazing. Huh? He's superhuman. All right, hold on. Let me predict other news. Dane Zorko re-signed with the Lions. Is that, you're not going to do a song about that. Round 7, 2012, Dane Zorko debuted against Collingwood. Unfortunately, the last game he played, his 250th, was in the grand final. We went down to Collingwood ever so slightly by less than a He's goal. He's 35. And couldn't they let him go? Speculation. Do we want Zorko to come back? Does Dane even want to go around again? You're right. Maybe he'll progress to coaching He just got married. He's on his honeymoon. Yeah, he's on his honeymoon. He did get married. Well, I've got good Good news, everybody. Seriously, are nafty. You're welcome. You are hopeless. You know, weddings are expensive, so he probably needs a bit of cash. Our but he's poor playing, Rick. He's playing good footy. Poor Rick. He's yeah. been in the 22 consistently last year. Played in the grand final. Earned his way in. So How many he's days? A bit old, isn't he? Yeah, he's 35. He? You don't get any better this after his 30. last round. No, you'd hope so. Oh, I mean, I love your Zorks, but yeah. excuse me. Starting to get a bit on. Oh well, he's just he'll just fill in if some of the young boys get injured or something. Brisbane Lions made a trade. Oh, sorry, today. I didn't know. I give it to him, mate. Coming up from Adelaide. How many do do days until the start of the season? Alex, can you get on that? No, about Alex. 150, I reckon. We're counting it down. The uh, draft period comes up soon in the Isn't AFL. is it free agency day too or something? Was it no, that, free was, that was NRL, mate. No, that what, was when what? he was banging on and boring everyone about the NRL. That was yesterday. Yes, free, yeah. a, free transfer day, free agency. Oh. That uh, doesn't happen in the AFL? Right, let's have an AFL free well, zone. Do you want to know? I can let's have now. an AFL free zone <laughs> until early next year. It's 132 days. 132 days starts. until the season starts. <laughs> Alex worked it out. Okay. Um, what about this one? That yeah. hamstring should be insured for more than Dolly Parton's you-know-what. Yeah. Oh, turn it up. <laughs> Listen, 132 days. Just let AFL go for a while, eh? Marto, Margo and Dan on Triple M Breakfast. They're Brisbane ass. Seems it's been confirmed through the public displays of affection by Nathan Cleary and Mary Fowler over in Perth that they are officially 
a couple. I've seen the photos. It's definite now. It's not just Definitely walking on. along the Parramatta River eating an ice cream. Absolutely not. This is canoodling. And Dan, I'm going to throw I'm going to throw a curveball at you because uh, a couple of months ago there was speculation mm. in and around whether or not they were a couple, and and Mary made no comments. Uh, but Nathan Cleary said, "Oh, look, I'm just hoping that my private life remains private." Mm. Uh, but one of his teammates, Jerome Luai, got stitched up on a radio show, mm, gotcha. um, and they sort of alluded to the fact that. Nathan had let them know that they were dating and Jerome Luai fell for the bait and he confirmed it. You guys talk about it much in the change rooms? Yeah, we're into him, definitely. Yeah. He was a bit shy about it as well, so no, I was trying to get some info out of him. I want to see my bro happy. Do you think you'll marry her? Marry. Marry. Fowler? Yeah. I don't know, eh? Mm, not a no way, silly Jerome. Uh, he didn't realise that, you know, radio stations sometimes play tricks on people and say, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, we spoke to him. He said yes. Didn't really. He said, oh, I just want my private life to remain private. Jerome Lawley went and spilled mm. the beans, you idiot. She's going to um, be some disappointed girls with uh, in Penrith area. Everyone will be disappointed, Marto. I showed my daughter my last daughter. night at the dinner oh, table. Yeah. Oh, of course. Memphis, she's a big mm. fan of the Panthers, big fan of Cleary. Uh, mm. Great thing for the Matildas, though, because it seems to have helped Mary Fowler's game. Fowler, it opens up for the shot. Oh, Mary Fowler, breathtaking. That was a ripper goal. Ripper goal. 2-0. Taiwan last night. 3-0. Yeah, Sam. 3-0, sorry. Sam Kerr kicked it. Mary Fowler kicked it. There was a great little game. You know, that, that kick had a lot of Nathan Cleary uh, conversion, long-range penalty about it. It was a good strike. She seems to be... Because I've seen her hit the ball previously, and she's an efficient striker of the ball, but now she seems to have a lot more oomph. I think so, this relationship... Doing some kicking practice. I believe so. That's Maybe super that's what it's about. romantic to be doing in the first few months of your who, dating relationship. Who has stoinked their <laughs> kicking coach? Imagine if she gets pregnant, the yeah. kicking in the belly. Oh, what oh, a thing. Hold on. This is not just a power couple. Think about the breeding program. These two. Oh, here we go. This is incredible. Oh, no. No, uh, it is incredible. You can, you... Do not mention the word sperm after seven, please. All right. Well, all I want to tell you. Just putting him on. He said it should be part of the salary cap because no, if no, he's leaving no. the co to go and breed with a soccer, with a Matilda, we need to leave his sperm within the game oh, and sorry, just get a no, vial, no. a small vial, and distribute it to every club so the competition remains there. M does not endorse oh, or support out, any of the policies is, of Greg This is biology no 101. For his actions. He is a goose. Sorry, sorry. Margot, do it interrupt? No, it's fine. Uh, uh, you know, Matilda's fever is hot. I know. Everybody's on board the Matildas. They sold out again at that HBF Oval. Who even knows what that is? But there was heaps of people there. Everyone's on the Matilda's bandwagon. Well, almost everyone. Everybody, anyway. Uh, just uh, throughout your time in Man City, you sort of like changed position to a new inside forward role. Mm-hmm. And Tony's kind of incorporated that into the Socceroos. How are you enjoying life in that new position? I'm Matilda's. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. It's not the Socceroos, you idiot. Do oh, your research. It's the Matildas. He thought he was going to get cancer. Sorry, 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 <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Never again. Luckily, yeah. Mary's. Yeah, now, this guy should be sacked. <laughs> yeah, Mary's a nice girl. She laughed it off and, and answered nice. the question appropriately. Uh, and then she uh, was asked the question about the infamous gloves. Um, what happened to the gloves? Um, you know, it's, it's not cold enough for the gloves. <laughs> I just I use a hair tie around my hand now. But, yeah, I'm not, not looking for attention by wearing gloves when it's sunny. You'll need them when you get back to England, I think. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Well, lucky we solved that. I was, I was actually wondering. She did have a hair tie around her hand that she kept fidgeting and playing with throughout the interview. Um, so it must be a nervous or an anxious type situation yeah. where she feels like she mm. needs something. 
on her hand. I thought that was interesting. I'm not gay, but... Um, have you seen the photos of Nathan Cleary without a shirt on? Oh I'd never wear. God. I'd never wear a shirt. I mean, Mary again Fowler's in the rest of my cute, life. but I'm, if I'm Jesus. well, it doesn't count for me. I'm a girl. Well, so. well, I'm a man, and I find Nathan Cleary. He's extraordinary. Yeah, he's. Oh, I think she's too good. Like, how much money does she make? Is that what it's about? Like, he he makes one point one. Would she make more than that? Is it close? Well, she, where does she play in England? Man City, Man the, City. the world's mm. largest soccer club. My God, I've actually. Well, I've, Sam Kerr's only on two million a year at Chelsea, so I can't imagine Mary. that. Mary Mary Fowler would be getting anywhere near Could that. this be the end of Nathan Cleary? Will he go and play Super League? Oh Stay at home dad. You said that he played soccer as a young boy, He was Marto. wonderful. Before, he played soccer until he was about 12, then played rugby because Ivan, his dad, was coaching rugby over in um, mm. in Auckland, coaching uh, the Warriors. Uh, he didn't play rugby uh, league until he was 14 or 15. Mm. Why doesn't he go and play Marto. Super League? And, no. and he can always be with me. Oh, uh, he couldn't take his shoes Excuse off. me, it's 2023, right. okay? Right. He'll just be a stay-at-home dad. Uh, He'll get paternity he'll get leave. Pregnant. That, yes, exactly. Yeah. Has that happened yet? I've got the, um, you know, our secret mics around here at Triple M are always rolling. Oh, no. I've actually got audio of Marto the first time he saw Nathan Cleary. With Today him. I feel. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Triple M breakfast. We've been talking a little bit recently about um, the show on TV. We've got a bit of a fascination with my mum, your dad. Dating gets a bit complicated when children are involved. It's and so bad. It's good. We fielded a few calls around it from people who'd been unlucky in love in Brizzy and on the Gold Coast, Margot, and that led us to discover Matt, who's from the Goldie. Well, Matt got in touch with us because we said, hey, if you're between the ages of 40 and 60 and looking for love and you've got adult kids, give us a yell. And Matt from the Gold Coast did. Good morning, Matt. Hi, How are you, mate? Oh, mate, nervous, but yeah, no, good. Yeah, don't be nervous, don't be nervous. No, 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 it's, no, it's good nervous. It's now, good. we, after we spoke to you uh, last week, we had a bevy of women just messaging us on the burner phone, ringing the phone lines hot, saying that they sound, said you sounded a bit of all right and wanted to get to know you a little better. So we lined up a few of those ladies. We, we spoke... narrowed it from, what, 400,000 down to just one. Yeah, <laughs> and we spoke to your uh, beautiful daughter who oh, gave did us... did you do a good job? She was Awesome. Gave Riding us an cheap. idea around who you are, what you're looking yeah. for, where you've gone wrong, perhaps, and yeah. uh, you ended up talking to a couple of the ladies. Uh, how yeah. was that experience, Matt? What it's, what's it been like? Yeah, no, look, it's um, it's it's new, it's uh, different, but uh, no, I'm totally enjoying it. You've done a good job. Um, All right. Yeah. So, so tomorrow coming in, and uh, you're coming. I think you're coming in to Triple M and for a sort yes, of a, yeah. a pre-date yeah. and see how it goes. Can I yeah. offer you some tips? Because I'm still on my first Please, marriage. Please. Um, you know, girls. We all know girls. But compliments start with plenty of compliments, and make sure you say to her, "God, you look so much better than the photos in real life." Oh, like oh, bit oh, of that I stuff. Seen the photo. I'm going on the blind date. All right. He's only spoken to Amanda from Tingalpa on the phone. Right. You he sound met her better than you, you look better. So much. More beautiful than you look, than you sound. No, okay? absolutely do not say any of those. I'm things, not finished Matt. with my tips. I'm oh. the one who's been married for a long time. Okay. And then ask her about herself because that's all they really want to yeah. talk about, girls. Then, and if she asks you about you, she doesn't really want to know too much. So make it really brief talking about yourself. Tell her I'm employed. I'm going to disagree, Matt. Girls hate talking. Just talk about yourself heaps and no. talk about the footy a lot. No, and the no, that's, and the line Matt, that's not right. That's why you haven't been laid in weeks. 
text, Dan. That's because I'm married. Matt, I think (laughs) just got to let the conversation flow. But Mardo is right to a degree. Just show interest, you know. Like, don't ask her, sit there and ask her rapid fire 20 questions. I am interested, so it's good. Yeah. You know, just show some interest. Maybe give her a nice compliment. (laughs) Not necessarily, you know, oh, yeah, you're hot. Jeez, I've picked a winner there. Like, oh, that's a beautiful dress or, um, you know, like. Excellent, no. Something else. Don't comment on her physicality, Matt. Perhaps uh, straight up. All right. Are they real? Save that for later. (laughs) How much much did they cost? No, stop it. You two are hopeless. Um, But, Matt, you know, you're going to nail this. It's fine. He's nervous. Stop it. Oh, no, no. It's it's good news, Margot. Yeah. It is. Because, you know, Audi. This could potentially, I mean, the two Pisces together thing. I mean, Amanda from Tingalpa is a Pisces. Oh, yeah. Talk about Star Wars. Yeah. She sounds real sweet. Yeah, I reckon this is long-term. Matt, Matt, remember how you told, you described, I've seen the photo of you, you described yourself as Heath, Heath Ledger. When she yeah, no, que- no, I, I agree with Margot. Bruce Willis, I reckon, eh? Yeah, 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 that's better. But she might question you about the Heath Ledger thing. Just say, oh, didn't you see that movie, such and such? The that Dark Knight, yeah, or whatever. the Joker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you love it. Mate, good luck. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate what you you're doing. Like you're going to be great, bloke. mate. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's just an experience. It's putting yourself out yeah. there, um, you know, opening up your heart again, oh, bringing down be, those it'll walls. It's going to be awesome for the service, mate. It's going to benefit her. It all leads yeah. to somewhere. Hey, if Amanda's listening, Matt, when you said Heath Ledger, did you mean Heath Franklin, who plays Chopper, the oh, comedian? Yeah. Is that did, you meant wrong uh-huh. Heath? Yes, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> He's still a good-looking fella, but... Look forward to meeting you tomorrow, mate. Uh, hey, quickly, did you want to play the, uh, the My Mum, Your Dad advice? I've got that ready for you. Oh, the actual show. What is it? Uh, What's your advice? Oh, well, just be careful when she sits down. Don't make any comments. This is a thing, Matthew. <laughs> we can't sit down because everything just collapses. Really? It does. Oh, like the boobs on the gut, on the... It just all compacts. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like an accordion. <laughs> an accordion. <laughs> Okay. Maybe find a dry bar you can stand at. Yeah. <laughs> <Matt>. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow, Matt. Triple M. I'll go I remember last week we were celebrating the oldest dog in the world had died after being born in 1992. Bobby, the Portuguese, Portuguese died, died yeah. at the age of 30. Remember that dog? And, yeah. And people what were was going. 30? 31. And a lot of people were going, oh, I had a dog that lived as 18. I had a dog that lived well, as 17. Well, we asked our yeah. listeners, 13353, how old's your dog? Mm. There's trouble. Oh, dear. Mm. Oh, here we go. There's here potential go. fraud being Vindication. Unco- yes. Thank you. So the nice. passing of Bobby made global headlines <laughs> with Guinness World Records <laughs> verifying his age at 31 mm. based on local vet records. But since then, questions have emerged, prompting the organisation to review the claim. I remember you being very sceptical at the time, yeah. Dan. I said no dog has ever lived mm. to 31. Well, that's why it holds the record. Well, I think the well, oldest... Records ones. are there to be broken. The oldest one we had here was 22. Yeah. Which made me very suspicious that a dog had gone nine years past But that. you remember, and, and apparently in, in the week between that report, I, I was, what was it in? It must have been in Cascar yesterday. It was on ABC News at lunchtime or something or other. I went, whoa, 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 hold on, hold the phone. What's going on? Bobby's <laughs> being questioned. But, but dog, um, there were people going, because remember the, the owner said this is how he lived so long? Bobby lived an idyllic life. His owner, Lionel Costa, telling Time magazine in a YouTube video, he roamed free 
and ate well. Bobby eats what we eat. What we cook for us, we also give to Bobby. He has never been chained or leashed. So all these people were going, dog food's bad for you. That's why dogs dogs would all live longer if you stopped eating dog food. Mm. So and, and dog food companies are obviously horrified. I reckon they launched this investigation <laughs> to go, hold on. Yeah. Um, and you go... This girl made a very good point. She's a vet. And and the thing is, you, how do you determine if you can't trust the owner? How do you determine how old the dog is? There is no easy way to age a dog. It's not like they're a tree that we can cut down and count their rings. Okay. Surely length of the oh, testicles. You can smell them like other dogs. Yeah. Uh, just gravity over time? Uh, like a bulldog? Testicle. If you're getting up over, well, maybe it's a centimetre per year. So I mean, they're the dangling Guinness, 31 centimetres. You've got a 31-year-old dog. The Guinness Book of Records, though, is a legitimate company, and they would have... Yeah. Well, they said that they checked uh, vet records, so surely. Oh, they're named after an alcohol. Are they all blind? <laughs> here's a Guinness what are they world, doing over there? Here's a world record spokesperson. Yeah, we're aware of the question around Bobby's age and we are looking into them currently, said Guinness Book of Records uh, news yeah. correspondent. Between news, pints of Guinness. So who's questioning it? I think, I reckon it's the dog food people. No, a lot of people. Well, I'll get to that because this person says you can do this. All we can do is look at physical exam findings, see the quality of their teeth. And their balls. All right. Now, if you, did, if you went by teeth, teeth I'm about 172 years of age. So don't necessarily... <laughs> no, you're 22 years oh, of age. You've teeth, got flat bottom, teeth. <laughs> my bottom teeth that I haven't done, they're 182. Now, you're listen. like Hugh Hefner on the bottom and his girlfriend on the top. All right. And here's the real problem. Okay. Yes, I've got it. Will we let that go? Yeah. Okay. Um, here's the question. Online, people have pointed out differences between a photo of Bobby in 1999 where he has white socks on his paws. Oh. The monkey's gone in later photos. Oh. All right. Oh. What's happened here? I think we all know. Oh. Like Different pet dog. goldfish, you know, they've come home one day, the dog's dead, yes. and the dad's gone. We don't want to upset the kids. Bury it quickly. Let's go and get another dog that looks like That's it. It's not even the same dog. I know. <laughs> That's what's happened. But don't you and go get one gone. with white paws? Here you can. Bobby also has white eyebrows right. in the first oh, photo, and he doesn't on. have white eyebrows in the Do second photo. Do you remember photo? Meet the Fockers when the cat died, when he killed the cat, and he painted, he got the similar cat and painted the tail? This is what's gone on here. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. That's a completely different dog. Dog fraud? Yeah, dog fraud. All right. Well, luckily, I think they're going to scrub it from the records. The Guinness World Record for the oldest living dog now falls to a chihuahua in Ohio named Spike, who's 29 (laughs) years old. 29. Well played, Spikey. Triple M Breakfast. Oh, of all the joy and happiness this show's been running through the last, uh, well, today and previous and last night, um, I'm going to bring it down a tad. I'm going to talk about Australian rugby for the second time this Oh, why don't you talk about rugby, Marta? Well, we I am going when you to. talk rugby. Eddie's gone. Okay, so we all know that. Then the CEO, Phil War, who is a wonderful wallaby himself, he actually understands rugby. He's a CEO. He tried to sort things out. And I thought to myself, where's the Rugby Australia chairman, a bloke called Hamish McLennan? Why isn't he? He's the bloke that took a captain's pick and he's the one who, without talking to anyone else, he's the one who appointed Eddie Jones to a five-year contract. So I I keep thinking to myself, I'd love to hear from this bloke, this big Hamish McLennan, who's got no background in elite rugby. He was parachuted in three and a half years ago and I don't know where. He was apparently a businessman. Oh, he'll, he'll take rugby places. 
he finally left France and uh, stepped out of the airport yesterday. Don't worry, the cameras are there waiting. And I've never seen anyone blame other things as much as this bloke. He reckons, oh, should go? lucky you've got me. I think we're better than we were three years ago, even though the World Cup performance was, was sort of terrible. So we inherited a bit of a burning mess. Mm, we inherited this. So someone else's fault. Right. Classic. Mm. Um, now, this bloke went on to say, and I will quote him at times here, he uh, he actually said, I love the sport of rugby and I'm not a quitter. I want to teach my kids and my family people don't give up. Mm. Well, Eddie Jones gave up. Well, <laughs> listen, mate, can I just, I'll directly address this Hamish McLennan, the chairman of Rugby Australia. It, uh, being chairman of Rugby Australia, being... You're the guardian of everything that is good about the game of rugby. No one gives a shit about what your kids think of you, mate. It's not your private parenting pitch. What it is, simply because you don't want to quit doesn't mean you shouldn't quit, all right? Um, you've, you've, You've completely stuffed things up. You've been in charge for three and a half years and rugby's never been in a worse position and you're the person who appointed Eddie Jones. You got rid of a coach. You've ruined a lot of young men. There's young men in these this Wallabies team, and I've been told by a few people who have spoken to them in the last week, they're ruined. Mm. Like, there's kids that will never play for the Wallabies. Yeah. There's something amiss because GPS rugby is so good, Marto. Club rugby's really strong. Club rugby's really strong. Uni rugby's really strong. Like, where does it miss? Is that culture? Cultural problem? In it the misses team? because we're losing players. We're uh, losing they're going kids. to rugby league. There truly isn't proper development rugby program. Rugby union's not paying them. The kids look at rugby league and it's so huge. And yeah. these are kids. Rugby. So many rugby kids are playing league because they look and they go, wow, they're stars, they're heroes. I want to play that game. I don't want to play rugby. What? Oh, they're losers at the World Cup. And it'll take, it's going to take a while to start, um, turn around. But the other this thing bloke is has to go. His lack of self-awareness on his contribution, on his contribution to the destruction of Australian rugby has to be recognised. Mm. He can't recognise himself so Therefore, someone needs to cut him down at the knees. The bit about I don't want to be a quitter. We do not care, mate. He doesn't want his kids to be given that example. I can't believe he is so tone deaf on everything. So, But what you want to do is what's best for the game. And obviously at this point, away it's not him. And let somebody who understands the game's got the respect of everybody step in and try to run the game. We've been saying Marto for coach. We've been on the we wrong. You, We've been on the wrong. Marto for chairman. Marto for chairman of rugby. Come on. Encouraging Listen, text on the burner phone, please. I'm voting. I second. I tried for a very brief moment to be serious. And we ruined it. <laughs> and you ruined it. <laughs> and then, and then. And that's when I turned the TV off. Dan and Margot come in and ruin your thing. <laughs> no, I don't Why care. don't you consider getting some sort of official position? Yeah, why can't you get in there, Margot? For real. I don't want to. But we have want you seen to. those wankers? They've all got their snouts in the trough. Well, maybe that's what they need. They need a little bit of Margot hey, in there to bring them all quit. down a peg. You don't want to go in. It's not about you. It's about rugby. It's, it's about your rugby. Own words. Don't make Ooh, this about true. you. That's true. Triple M Breakfast. Let's turn our focus now to... The version that we are running, we were talking to people on the Gold Coast and in, in Brizzy about their love lives, and we got a call from a lot of lonely people, Margot. Well, we were talking to Matt from Gold Coast earlier, and we're, we've, we've pretty much set him up um, in a situation. We were saying, hey, my mum, your dad, the show is casting for next season. They're looking for men of Queensland. Um, so if you're still, you know, looking for love, uh, there's an opportunity. But we had a lot of women contacting us here at the station, calling us and texting us on the burner phone saying, hey, Matt sounds a bit of all right. I'd be interested. I'm a female. I'm looking for love too. Do you want to hear what about I go on a date with Matt? Yeah, here's Matt. I am so simple. I'm, I'm just happy for like even just uh, like a 
even the surf club meal and a walk in the beach, even just something simple. As they say, success leaves clues. Now, young men... What does that mean? It means that you have a look at a winner and you go, what does he or she do? He mentioned a simple meal and a walk on the beach. Guys, oh, 86,000 text messages. Talking my love language. Yeah, he chose out of those. We had some on-air on dates earlier this week. Amanda in Tingapa was the lovely lady that Matt chose to go on a date with. That is happening tomorrow live on air, Amanda. Good morning. We'll be tuning in and out of your date, if you don't mind, just broadcasting some of it to Brisbane to hear how you're going. Oh, fantastic. But it's a get-together more than a date. <laughs> yeah, they're just it? catching up yeah. for a bit of a coffee. Uh-huh. Amanda, we spoke to Matt earlier. He's feeling a little bit nervous, and I'm not sure that we did anything to calm his nerves because Mardo gave some terrible advice mm. followed by... Absolutely no. terrible advice. Dan, right. that wasn't <laughs> shocking from Mardo. Dan, <laughs> who also it, gave him terrible uh, advice. Who's Mardo? What In if, what way? You know, if we weren't talking to you, what advice would you give Matt about going on this date tomorrow? Oh, be yourself. Yeah. That's it. Just be yourself. Just what are relax. you going to do, Amanda? Are you going to ask him about Dane Zorko's contract extension? No. Nobody Who? cares. Oh, yeah, exactly. God. Who? That's right, Amanda. He's talking <laughs> AFL. Just ignore him. Amanda, what are, what are you looking for in a partner? Oh, look, friends. Yeah. Mm. Start Company. with friends. See where it goes. It either works or it doesn't. You know, you can't put pressure on these sorts of things. You, you be yourself and... It clicks or it doesn't. As you said, I won't try to offer you any advice, but what I have got is in the drawer, in my drawer of my desk, oh dear. Is I've got Just eight T-shirts. Careful. Oh, I've still got eight left. Oh, and it's no, coming towards no. Christmas. Oh. Amanda, if everything goes well, you <laughs> could join my club. First Night Chagas Club. First Night Chagas Club. It worked for my wife and I 36 years later, still together. They're going for coffee at like 8 a.m. You never know what could happen. They're not going to be shagging in the car Amanda, park. you're not going to shag on the first night. <laughs> Please don't you? offer them up the back no. of your my cruiser. dad does not own a brewery. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're, You're a ripper. You all are right, Amanda. Hey, we'll see you in here tomorrow morning, all right? Absolutely. What size hey. T-shirt? <laughs> Leave it out. Triple M Breakfast. We survived the garage session at the Princess Theatre to wrap up Oztober last night. If you weren't lucky enough to be there, hit up Triple M Brisbane on Facebook and on Instagram. There's a full video there of, you know, Pete Murray, Diesel... Well, Living End, we're on stage as well. The Princess Theatre is an unbelievable And our Triple M thing. listeners. Yeah. The Princess Theatre is great. You know who I did run into? I don't know if you saw it. Mez, one of our uh, Yeah, Mez from favorite. Palanga. Adam yeah. from Camp Hill was there too. One of our favourite listeners, Mez. But she, she stopped me and she said, you know what? We had a dog chat quickly. She's got a dog. Peanuts. If I remember that, I'm quite incredible. Peanut, yes. Peanut. Her dog. Do you know that? Yeah. Oh, okay. She you remember you know, Mez's Mez? dog's name, but you couldn't remember Adam from Camp Hill's name. You keep calling him Sean. Scott. Scott. His brother's, His brother's Scott. name. Well, we have a lot of listeners. No, uh, it's Me- nice um, to catch up with Mez them. came to Margaritas with oh, us, right. and she said to me last night, we did another Margaritas. Can you believe that that was two years ago we did Margaritas with Margot? There's been a few Margaritas Consumed through the since toilet. Then, but- <laughs> <laughs> what do I want to say? Because she said... You know what, and she actually, I've never had a really serious conversation with her. She said, you did the right thing with Ted. Ted's my dog. Ted's my six-year-old Kelpie. I, uh, if anyone doesn't know, I fought. You <laughs> moved. You moved to She houses. said you couldn't. Well, we live in an apartment now. We're yeah. waiting. You know, we're not sure where we want to live in life. Just renting an apartment. And we had Ted to was depressed. He was just sitting at the door with his ball. Six weeks. I mean, just waiting. 62 stairs he had to get up and down every day. So and then. he's got a bad right shoulder. Yeah. He's good horizontally, but he's not good. Ascending. Mm. He, you didn't have him put down. This is making it sound no, like And he no. lives his best life when he's over at Morton with you. You take him over I, there, he runs around, right. he owns the island. Let's discuss.
just Ted's life. So he was, you know, when we, when we had a house for the first six years of his life, he slept outside. He's an outside dog. Drink out of the toilet. Five, five, that's correct. <laughs> five or six years, if I forgot to fill his water bucket. He doesn't have a water bowl. He just has a bucket. Um, that's a proper dog in my mind. But, uh, yeah, only, what is it, it's going on three weeks, nearly four weeks now, he gave him to my daughter. Your beautiful daughter, Hilly. Who, she loves him. And yeah. she runs him every and day. They and they have a house and, and he I'm can t- run around and she's taking him on trips out to the park and, and down me, to the creek. And he Mez cancelled me last night. He went she and, said and had, he had a did pup chino. He yeah. actually has a bowl now. He doesn't have to drink in the he toilet. He has a bed. He's living his best life. He's and living I, his best life. If I have to go over to Morton Island, Ted comes, comes each you. weekend. It's great. We picked him up last You took th- him there with you last picked weekend. Picked him up last Thursday, the, yeah. the changeover. It was like picking your kids up. What's that place? Maccas. At, at Maccas at Springwood. It was like... <laughs> it's like the right handover. Over, the handover. <laughs> and then he said, now, here's his food. I said, hold on. He's been my dog for six years. Yeah. I'm right with the food thing. Well, here's his... I know what a lead looks like, Hillary. Anyway, <laughs> here's his poo bag. Yes, I know. So he's got a little bag. Well, it must be like how you drop like kids off. Like a little sleepover bag up. when you take your kids to someone and else's house. Mez said last night, you did the right thing. And I wasn't looking for affirmation, but it was really nice for to say oh, that's that. that's nice. Yeah, because I'm thinking after six years, you just can't give your dog away, but you can. And I want to talk to Has anyone else done this? Like, has anyone... Oh. My girlfriend does it with her parents because she lives in an apartment Same here thing. In, in town. Um, and uh, she moved from a house and she's downsized, but um, her dog lives down at Daisy Hill with her parents. And so she'll pick him up and go and visit him. I and, had a sad but one the on parents Monday. have him pretty much full time. I go back from Morton and mm. I went, got to take Ted back to Hilly's place. And it was during the day and she wasn't yeah. there. And I just. Opened the gate and said, see you, mate. See you, mate. See you, mate. Mm. I'll be back maybe sometime soon. Dog custody is a thing because I know that... Dog um, custody? Yeah, another girlfriend of mine, her and her fiancé broke up and they'd bought the dog together. Fur baby. And Mm. I I always assumed it was his way of staying in her life because he didn't want to leave her. She left him. But he took custody of the dog so that they then would have to meet up and see each other. So he still got to see her, but he used the dog as the excuse. Actually, one triple three five three. That's exactly what I want to talk about. Sharing, not children, not shared custody of children, shared custody of, of animals, of dogs in particular. One triple three five three. You know the funny one. How are just, they going? Just uh, well, no, it ended up ceasing. He moved back overseas, which is where he was from originally. Okay. Well, he she abandoned his dog. dog. Yeah. Oh, what a deadbeat. She dad. just said, "Will you just give the dog up? Like, I don't want to be with you anymore. Like, come on, look, just give me the dog full time." They often talk about you got to cut the dog in half. Have you seen like, that? Jokingly. Have you seen that ad? That where they share custody of the ute? No. Oh, yeah, that's a good ad. That's a good one. And then well. finally, they're going to get back together, I think, in the next ad. If I like, is it she says, do you want to come with me? And he goes, can I drive? Can I drive? <laughs> I love that ad. Such a great ad. Shared custody of dogs, animals, whatever. Yes. How does it work out? <laughs> Kate in Morningside, have you got it going on? Well, it was a brilliant idea. Um, I like to go camping. My neighbours, uh, you know, I like to go away, so that stopped me from getting a dog. Yeah. I had two bigger kids and my neighbour had small kids and their kids wanted a dog and my kids wanted a dog and we talked about getting a share dog oh, and oh, cutting a hole in the fence with a doggy door so when the dog had enough of the little kids, he could go to the it big could kids. come through to the big kids. This is oh, genius. We were, Pretty good. We were going to share expenses as far as you know, vet bills and food and um, that meant we could go away on holidays if you know, one of us was staying home, the other one could go. We had to arrange that. But it's a bit like a, you know, it was. It would have been great for the dog. But anyway, my neighbour pulled out 
Yeah. was a great idea, I thought. I think so too. Yeah, I think that's awesome. So, and the dog gets the best of both worlds. It gets a double the size of the yard. More but people. What happens fun? if one ho- one family goes on holidays more than the other and then the other family's left with the burden of the dog more often? It starts getting deceitful, but, doesn't it? But mm. kids learn so much from dogs, don't they, Kate? Like t- dogs teach lessons and, and these are lessons that aren't able to be learned yeah. now. Did you go? No, have you got it? I'm going next door. Yeah, I was going to say, approach the other side. So, approach the other neighbour. So did you get a dog yourself? Why not just get a dog? No, I'll, I didn't because I like, to, I like to go away camping. I like to go yeah. out to the, like, the, the big red bash in Birdsville and mm. I go camping at Calabudra every year and I'm always away, so... Kate, you sound like me. You know what I'm Do you know what? I've got a couple of poodles that Mm. we often have to offload because we go away in the caravan and whatnot. Maybe Kate and I could share Buddy and Andy, our poodles. That's hard to find someone to look after your dog that you trust. Have you got a partner, Kate? Yes, I do. I know. No, I just thought you sound like a corker. Right, a, a good, uh, oh, like not, a good bird, like a good cat, like a cat. Margo, you're not thinking big enough. I'm thinking that arrangement. I'll cut a hole in the fence. Children. Oh my just God! Augie what a Hallie. way to run. Okay, if what do you na- think? Neighbor Patricia's listening. Do you mind if Augie and Hallie yeah. just run up through the fence so they could just, they could live with you for a couple of years? Mm, we had that arrangement with our neighbours when That's our kids true. were small. We put a fence in between, like a gate in between the fence. Perfect. It was unreal. We knocked yeah. our fence down where yeah. I lived. Yeah. You had a shed in between four houses yeah. and you all used to meet A lot there. of men. We could do that. We could throw up a colour bond and just put all six of our children in there and just... I think it's know. called a commune. Or and then drop, you, be, then you oh, grow yeah. your hair really long and start smoking drugs <laughs> and you don't come to work anymore. Right, okay. And that's when I turned the radio off. <laughs> Where'd that come from? <laughs>